talking about Vincent. We're talking about Vincent playing our cool Vincent. Merry mini Monday chunkies. I'm Uncle Carter. And when I was a boy, I was Doge. <laughs> and I still am now as an adult. Doge or boy? Both. Good for you. I'm Jordan, and I got four hours of sleep because Jordan, of a movie theater uh, yeah, experience. Jordan, Jordan got four hours of sleep because there's this movie that we're going to talk about tomorrow. This is called Spider-Man No Way Home. Spider-Man! <laughs> for today, for this Merry Mini Monday, we have episode five of Hawkeye. Our, ready for it? Penultimate episode. Yeah, nice. there he is. Nice, very good. Of the season. I have, that has been my life's goal ever to use since. that correctly. I don't do that with all the words that I mess up, and sure, I do mess McGonah- up a lot. McGonaghy, Chalamet, it's so on so forth. Lot. Francis McDormand, it's bad. It's all bad. That was um, wasn't that right? Did I actually get that one right? I, I don't think, think you I got did. that one right. I'm pretty did sure I was right. Yeah. <sighs> Something else. <laughs> <laughs> Something else that felt pretty right was I liked the cold opening to Hawkeye episode five. Yes. Yeah, that was good. Um, Maybe I, the most disturbing vision of the blip I have seen so far, I think. Truly, that she was just gone and immediately back. That was bizarre Yeah, to me. Um, and I don't think, I don't know, this feels like a little um, a little Sparknotes version of the MCU being able to use things over and over again narratively, but kind of in a different way enough to where it's still unique to me or still interesting. Because, I mean, we've known about people disappearing and the dynamics of that, obviously, for a long mm-hmm. time and how that yeah. affected people. I remember that being a big deal even in WandaVision. Um, with Monica. With yeah. Monica. Yeah, with Monica uh, Rambo. But now to have… With Monica, we only saw the return really though, right? Right. We just yeah. see her like sitting in that hospital, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to see Elena disappear and then immediately come back. And the walls changed. That was really interesting. Yeah. That really quick aging or or the, you know, I guess it was a, not a flip or flop. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Repainting of the walls. Hey guys, surprise. I think Florence Pugh is a really, really talented actor. What is she? She does a really great job in this episode. Well, yeah, Yeah. of course. And she got, she got that good hair, dude. Her hair looks She's got the good hair. Yeah. I'm not afraid with the good hair. Yeah. She, um… She does a good Russian accent. I think she's going to stick with it, it feels like. There's been this thing with anything that's in that area of the country. Our accents have trouble. Um, <laughs> it feels like with Wanda Maximoff, it was kind of a… Is she still… And, and granted, she's not just straight up from Russia, I don't think. I think it's that that made-up country, right? Sokovia, yeah. Sokovia. Uh, where the Princess Star- Diaries was filmed. Yeah. Where Princess Diaries was filmed. Another mistake I've made. Great day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think Florence does a great job holding on to that accent. She honestly show. does. Yeah, I, that's uh, obviously we're uh, joking about uh, Carter's mispronunciations. But man, Flo Pew, she is not only a good actor… Her accent work is very impressive to me. She's hanging on yeah. to it. It's it's solid through every word. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not uh, abundantly familiar with Russian accents, but I'm convinced. Yeah, I am too. And I think, you know, we kind of got what we wanted in this episode and we got a lot of it, but we do get Yelena and Kate interacting. It's not necessarily 
you know, I'm ready for them to be buddies and fight together. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're expecting that in this show, maybe you won't get it till the end. Hey, but I'll tell you for what. now, <laughs> just seeing them kind of like banter with each other. I, Best five minutes good. of the episode is the two yeah. of them in that, that apartment. Super, super great. Yeah. The way that the way that Yelena is is like putting on the front of being super chill and casual, all while casually dropping hints to remind Kate that she's the one in control. Yep. Super, super great. Really great writing there. I think I'm convinced that Haley Steinfeld and Florence Pugh are two individuals who probably have chemistry with just about everybody. So put them together. And the chemistry is off the charts. Yeah. 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 A lot yeah. of fun. A lot of Absolutely. fun watching the two of them together. And I would say the two of them feel like the majority of this episode. When I try and think of all our Clint moments, there's not many of them unless I'm missing yeah. something outside of him fighting. I mean, we don't really get too much dialogue with him. Uh, yeah. We got, we've got him on the phone with Laura just kind mm-hmm. of talking about everything that's going to happen. We've got his little uh, reminiscence with Nat. Um at the, the site like, memorial the, thing. Yeah. And yeah. then his that was echo a great fight. scene. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great scene to do all that. And then be like, I'm really sorry for what I'm about to do. And mm-hmm. then just put the hood up and go. Do you think he was apologizing for putting on the Ronin suit because of how sort of silly it looks? It looks almost a little silly. Almost a little CW Arrowverse silly it does to me. It look a little silly. Toward the end. <laughs> it's it basically the one that little... we got from the movies, right? Yeah. And I think it looks silly yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it doesn't look silly unless the mask and the hood are up. The costume yeah. itself looks fine, but with the mask and the hood up, it looks a little bit like, did you forget to tailor that part? Did you get that at Party City? Yeah. 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 Very Mortal Kombat. Very Mortal oh, yeah. Kombat. Yes. Good call. Yeah. Very Mortal Kombat. How did y'all feel about the choreography between Echo and Ronan? I thought it was good. In this episode of The Fighting. I thought it was, it was a good fight. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I think that's been, if there was one uh, stinky part to this this show, I think we have brought up that the the choreography, the fighting is a little bit inconsistent. Uh, whether or not that's because we had seen Shang Chi this year, or you know, I don't know. But inconsistent is a good a word because I don't think yeah. it's always bad. I actually think it's had some really, which we've talked about. It's had some great fight yeah. choreography. Mm-hmm. I, I think it is inconsistent. You know, I I am finding myself in the middle of this season, or I guess now towards the end of this season. I really think this might be the tightest Disney Plus Marvel show so far. Yeah, do you think that that's not just because it's six episodes? I know that we've had other shows that were six. For sure. But I I just think that pacing, writing, tone, it's all very tight, very if everything feels very intentional and um it doesn't feel like there's any filler. It doesn't feel like it's it's definitely not as sloppy as Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. Um it's not I mean, it's not as humorous as like Loki and some parts of WandaVision, but it is very funny. Um, I don't know. I'm really, really impressed. And I am, this was one that prior to any of the releases when the the rumors were circulating about what was coming out, this is probably closer to the bottom of my list of things I was excited oh, this about. This my, my least, my least hyped one. And I yeah. think this might be the most I've enjoyed any of them. Yeah. I I don't know if I'm ready to co-sign that. I think you don't have that, to, which is the good part. No, but I'm saying I think like after next week, or I guess by the time you're hearing this, after the day after tomorrow's episode, uh, I'm just interested to see where that leaves my overall impression of the series. Sure, yeah. Because it is a right now, as I'm feeling, it's a a really well acted and a competently plotted 
very slow, uh, like would be very boring story if we if we didn't draw it out. I don't know. It just it feels so. It feels like they could have done it in five, maybe, or done mm-hmm. it in four. There, it does feel like there are just some things where it's like, man, this is just. He's calling Laura again. That's taking a long time. This episode, which it's it's not ever boring because it's all so well acted. But I'm just curious if I get on the other side of the finale, if I can look back and say there were definitely things we could have cut. Yeah, maybe. I just haven't had that experience. I haven't. I haven't yeah. had a moment yet where I'm like, man, get to the next thing. I, yeah. I don't know. I've just I've enjoyed every part of it so far. Yeah, maybe all these Laura calls are just set up for when Clint dies. You know, <laughs> could so. be. I really thought we. I there was a moment. <laughs> Joe's just not having any of it. No, I it's a setup. It's for so it's a setup for when Laura reconnects with her college friends and their dog, and then they disappear to solve Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed mystery. Oh, very mm. good. It all it all comes. It all comes back to Scooby. Anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Scooby Doo this stuff. Nice. Yep. Did Very nice. Did you see how I almost said a bad word, but I covered for it? Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, you almost said scrappy do. Uh, I think we do this stuff. <laughs> I think this is Via Fermaga's best episode. I think she with the dude, scene. That it's we, not even close, dude. <laughs> I'm just taking shots, guys. Formiga, Formiga, Vera, Vera Formiga. Yeah, yeah, it's closer. Yeah, Vera Formiga. This Via Fermaga. <laughs> The best but part at is least that I you were sincere. <laughs> I am always sincere. That's why the people love me. It's the only way he knows um, how to be. It's the, the only way I know how to be. of being earnestly Carter. I think this is her best episode. I think this I is agree. Kate's mom's yes. best episode. The moment that they have together was super acted. It's like she decided to really lean in this time. because, <laughs> uh, And maybe it's because there wasn't as much interaction with Jack. Um, who I think the jury might be more out. On him for me because he's just not as much a part of this plot as I thought I would be. Yeah, I Except think he maybe might just the, be a stepdad who likes swords or the connective tissue <laughs> to uncle, right? And and that's the big reveal, I guess. I, we already kind of had reveals. We had hints yeah. here. I mean, yeah. even now we have vibes. A, we have a blurry. <laughs> <laughs> even now we have like a blurry Polaroid photo, kind of right. Yeah. Um. But uh, did you yeah. guys watch the the trailer for? Episode six? No, no, no. no. Okay. No. No, no. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, I, gotcha. I'm from uh, from Jack. I am getting Patsy vibes. I'm getting the vibe that he's just a, do- a dork who likes swords a lot. And that we thought he was going to be a big bad. And that mom has actually been doing all this stuff and probably opened a shell company yeah. in his name and all of these different things. That's yeah. the vibe that I was getting. Speaking of of uh, Vanna Familia, I'm very curious about her involvement in the in the whole Black Widow thing because that is Yelena that's texting her at the end of the episode, right? Yes, hey, I figured mm-hmm. out who hired me. Was it? Did Val not hire her? Did Val not tell her to go kill Hawkeye at the end of Black Widow? Was that not that post credit scene that we all sat at the theater and watched? I don't think Val. First of all, I don't think Marvel watched Black Widow. Second of all. I don't think Val was hiring her to kill Hawkeye so much as just being like, hey, here's a good reason to come hang with me is I can get you information like this. Did did Val, did the Thundercats, the Thunderdogs, the Thunderbolts, Keep did going. they ever have go. a connection to Kingpin? 
No, that's, Val works for connection to Kingpin. No, yeah. I don't think Val works for Kingpin. That's the okay. confusing thing to me. Is like that. It feels like we've given Yelena two almost competing reasons to go after Clint, and the one of of Vera Farmiga hiring her definitely fits better for this show. Uh, but the one like the one of Val hiring her would have been great if she cameoed in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Where Val yeah, I'll was. I'll have to look back at that. I, I don't remember exactly what she's saying. I know that she's basically giving the blame to Clint for Yeah, that Natasha's feels a little death. a little sloppy. Because we don't yeah. Elena doesn't need two motivations to try to kill Clint. Yeah, that's a good point. Um I want to talk a little bit about bad versus big bad. And I'm glad mm. that you had brought it up a little bit, Jordan. But mm. you said, you know, maybe Jack, we thought Jack might be the big bad. I think a lot of the times too, I know for me personally, there was an assumption that he he would never be the big bad. I think that's changed for me because of the MCU, because a big bad feels like they could possibly destroy the universe. Right. Like what is y'all's tears right now? Have we ever talked about that? Like I think Kingpin's a big bad. I think that's why he's a huge deal, why we see his silhouette in the closing credit. Sure. Art. Cosmically, um, I don't think he's a big bad. Um, sure. Reputation. I guess I, think I guess he's it depends. A huge bad. I guess it depends on the environment. So for New York, he's a big bad. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Okay. Okay. That's cool. I think that's worth holding on to and maybe bringing up later as yeah the that our current universe gets more and more. <laughs> I think there's a, I think there's a strong argument to be made that he's maybe the biggest bad for New York City itself for street level dudes. You know right. what I mean? Like Doctor Strange lives in New York City, and Doctor Strange will never come bust down Kingpin's door and be like, "Your operations are illegal. I'm going to send you to wizard jail." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's right, going to be good. Spider-Man or Daredevil fighting Kingpin. One of our one of our biggest reveals uh, in this episode, I think narratively, is you have Clint as Ronan as Clint telling Echo that he was uh, told about the operations of the tracksuit mafia from somebody on the inside. Uh, and so our assumptions are that it's, um, what's Just his name? Walmart. Antonio Brent, Harrington. Antonio Harrington. Yeah. Antonio Harrington. Uh, and so we're starting to see a little bit Kit of the, that relationship have some, some fissures there. Some yeah. Cracks. So uh, as that leads up to, I'm sure our final battle, are y'all hoping that the entire episodes, I mean, like, what percentage of episode six, the finale, do you hope is fighting? Uh, less than half. Yeah, no more than 30 for me. Why is that? Because there's still a ton of narrative loops. Yeah, there's close. character work to do here. I think a big fight would be the equivalent of let's all get together and sing a pop song, you know, in, in absence yeah. of real resolution of this plot. Yeah. There's you a think ton there's of loops a, to close. Do you ever think that there's some like narrative progress during fights? Or is that just meant to be… Eye candy. The fight choreography has not been consistent enough this season f- to justify yeah. an episode-long fight scene in which character development and loop mm-hmm. closure happens. Yeah. Yeah, that was something that I was thinking of in this episode, too, as we look at, like, the the massive universe of Marvel. You know, we had the Tears of the Bads. The Tears of the Bads sounds like a really interesting <laughs> it's album. It's my favorite Blade Runner quote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good. Um, but then there also is sometimes the the fighting has intention outside of being like, hey, there's a winner and loser here. I think when we talked about the shot that Clint didn't take, and then we see the shot that Kate didn't take uh, for Yelena and how important that is. Um, I was trying to think of another uh, movie to where the way that we fight and and the narrative during the fight the is kind Princess of carrying the Bride. <laughs> Princess Bride is one huge. Um, but I think in the MCU, I guess Civil War 
was really big for that. Yeah, big time. Um, Final but, fight with Winter Soldier and yeah. Cap and Iron Man inside the like stone structure, the silo. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot it's, of narrative divulsion happening. Love it. Yeah, I think my research mind, research brain is just trying to like, as I'm getting to know and exhausting some of these other parts of the MCU, I'm like, what can we learn? What do we know? <laughs> because now there's definitely enough data. Teach that you're like, me. I mean, let's figure it out. Teach me your ways. Yeah. Um, I want to… Did you have anything else you want to say about episode five? Is there something big we might have missed? I'm wondering exactly how much of the Defenders verse is canon to the MCU. With with Vincent coming back as Kingpin, I have not watched Iron Fist, and I don't really want to. Mm-mm. And I hope I don't have to to understand what's going on with Kingpin in Wednesday's episode. No, and I, I don't want to. Chunky's just plug your ears real quick if you haven't seen No Way Home. I'm not going to do super massive spoilers here, but there were some parts of Sony's Spider-Man series that I liked as much as I liked Iron Fist, which is not at all, that didn't show up in No Way Home. So that makes me think that MCU is making good decisions. They're not saying, well, we got to have it all. There could be a throwaway line that's like, oh, that's why he's not here. Or totally. someone someone tries that costume on, they're like, no, that doesn't work. And then just move on. But yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't expect, I bet we get half at least. Yeah. I would be fine with half, honestly. And then maybe you could convince me for a, a couple more pieces of that Defenders universe. But um, during the holiday season, we're seeing Clint and Kate go through a lot. And I couldn't help but think about the kind of pain that our podcast feels around this time of year with uh, one specific uh, Melissa Joan Hart. It just comes oh up now. What, what, what's this anniversary now for being just completely ripped of Felice Navidad? This is two. This is, this is year two. So this is year two, but it's been a three-year endeavor because we had it. We wrote it three years year, ago. Yeah. We wrote it a year before. Or two we years ago. Three years uh, ago. We wrote it two years did. ago. She made it last year. Yeah. yeah. So we did a Hallmark series. Uh, if y'all are new to the podcast, we did a Hallmark series a couple years ago. Three years ago, sorry, for Christmas. And uh, discovered that there was, speaking of, you know, narratives, this is just the most cookie-cutter, predictable thing in the world. So we wrote our own script. Melissa Joan Hart took it word for word. Uh, Mario yeah, we wrote Mario. it. In, I think we wrote it in 2018. Yeah. You, do you and guys ever forget 2019? How wild that whole the movie was. Is? The movie was 2020. We wrote it 2018. It took her two entire years to come up with a better idea for Felice Navi Dad, and then she was like, "Actually, just that one." I thought we that did it in 2019. Mm-hmm. 2018. That's just wild to me. So if you haven't experienced that, uh, you can go back and and find that episode. I, I really recommend that you listen to. Two episodes, honestly, our version of Felice Navidad and then our review of Melissa Joan Hart's version uh, of Felice Navidad. So in the spirit of, of Christmas, in the spirit of being upset, I'd love to end this episode by playing extra credit with these guys. Ooh, that sounds awesome, except we got to we gotta go to an ad break. Oh, bummer. <laughs> oh, no. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's play extra credit. Yeah. Oh, we got to go to another ad, though. (laughs) What if we do? We just make (laughs) (laughs) the rest of the episode is just ad breaks so that we don't have to play this game. Um, We're going to do it with Hawkeye. And so that means we have Jeremy Renner. We have Haley Steinfeld. We have Florence Pugh. We have Vima Fernargan. Yeah. Vera Formiga. We have, I mean, Linda Cardellini. You know, we've got her. We've got… Uh, it's a pretty tough one, but I think it's, you know… It's a tough season. So, we can't yeah. just sugarcoat things to feel It's challenging times. We have… I mean, if you're listening to our episode 5 about Hawkeye, you're not surprised that we have Vincent D'Onofrio. Yep. yep. He's an option here. Who do we that hesitation, choose, that split second of hesitation between Vincent and D'Onofrio when well, you're like, am I going to get it? The hesitation was that, uh, it's like that apostrophe punched me in the throat. Mm. Yeah. Duh. I was like, Vincent D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. Haley Seinfeld. What are we thinking? Yep. We'll start with Haley. Extra credit is very simple. It's a simple concept with very complicated data i don't know how to say like it's 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 hard it's a hard game uh we're using imdb not as hard as describing it apparently yeah we're using imdb here these these movie stars of the world these movie artists they have what imdb would call what they're known for in their filmography it's their top four credits these boys are going to try and guess all of them if they get all of them they get five points meaning they can get a total of 15 with these three actors all they need to win is nine let's play extra credit what we got for Haley? True Groot. Yeah. True Groot. True Groot. True Groot. Lock it in. Lock it in. Bing, 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 bing. Number one. Yeah. Into the I Spider-Verse. Mean, sh- Gotta be. Yep. Lock, Lock it, it in. in. A bong bong. Oh, my. Lord. Do you think there's… Do you think there's a Pitch Perfect in there? Yeah, uh, Pitch Perfect 2 is almost guaranteed to be in her top four. Lock it in. Yeah, lock in Pitch Perfect 2. Bong bong. That's crazy. I'm going to be honest. That's crazy. What's even crazier is podcasting with breakfast in your mouth. It's wild, man. It's a crazy day. Edge of 17. (laughs) Yeah. It's not a joke. It's definitely there. Yeah. Lock it in. Lock it in. Bing, 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 bing. Number two. Yeah. So you got two of four. Number one, True Grit. Number two, The Edge of 17. Number three, Pitch Perfect. Three. Oh, no. Number four, Bumblebee. Whoa, I forgot that existed which and was she was really, in it. I know, which it actually was a really big deal and pretty pretty good reviewed-wise. Yeah, was it as good uh, as Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse review-wise? No, but… Was I it maybe Spider-Man, though? But I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse has just too many people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's why nobody has Endgame in their top. I mean, they don't usually. No. I feel like a lot of them do. That's the Avengers hole that we talk about. That's the Avengers hole that we talk about. They almost never have it because if you give it to one, you got to give it to all of them. I don't think that's how that works. 
We got Florence Pugh. We got Jeremy Renner. Vera Farmiga. There you go. Do you think we could get Vincent, Florence? Vincent Dur- No. I think we've already done it, but let's try. Linda Cardellini. Did we try Florence when we did Black Widow or did we, when we did Midsummer this year? I think it was Black Widow, but let's try it again. Let's give it a shot. Let's give it a shot. Midsummer, lock it in. Yep. <gasps> bing, 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 bing. That's number one. Guys, Florence Pugh and my wife have the same birthday. Get out of town. Crazy, dude. Borat? That's so funny. My, my wife <laughs> has the same birthday. That's, what, that's, just, that's the full quote, which a lot of people don't know, which is very fun. My wife has the same birthday. Little women. <laughs> yeah. Little women. Lock little it women in. lock it in. A bing, 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 bing. Number two. Ooh, do, you, do, you, do you think Do you think Black Widow already at this point? It's a big franchise one. Could be. It's very possible. Let's lock it in. Black Widow. Let's lock it in. Black Widow. Bing, 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 bing. Number four. Yeah. All right. You are one away from having extra credit. Right All now right. you have five points. You could end Pew with seven points. Really, really struggling here. Yeah, same. Not going to be Hawkeye, I don't think. Too big for that. Although, I will say this. Part of what's so incredible about Florence is her career is not super long so far. Like, she's very early in her acting career, which is impressive. Do you think before she, like before she got fully cast in Black Widow, do you think her boyfriend, Zach Braff, was ever like, listen, I know there's a lot of pressure to work with a Disney company because I did Chicken Little. So I know exactly what that's like. (laughs) I understand. It feels like the sky is falling, but. Yeah. I'm no Superman, you know, so. Gosh. (laughs) I actually can't think of another Florence Pugh movie. I also can't think of another Florence Pugh movie. Another PUV. There's somebody listening to this in their car screaming. Yeah, at I us. know. I know. There always is. You want to just say Hawkeye? No, but sure. Pull the parachute and get out of this one. Maybe yeah. try something we'd be better at. We got to get the next one perfect. <laughs> so, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, lock it in. Lock it in. Nope. Bong, bong. Yeah. Number one, Midsummer. Number two, Little Women. Number three, Fighting with My Family. Oh, that's right. Oh, I forgot that movie. Yeah, exists. that's right. Number four, Black Widow. So you have five points. You do need to get this next one perfect to win. You have Jeremy Renner. You have Vera Farmiga. Vera Farmiga. Vera Farmiga. Linda Cardellini. Vincent. Mm-hmm. D'Onofrio. There it is. <laughs> I think it has to be Jeremy Renner. I was about to say, I don't think there's anybody we can get four of these but, on. man, we're not going to get four on Jeremy Renner. No, not even close. Not even close to four. Mm, like, almost almost worth taking a swing at anybody else if we think we might be able to. Give yourself some more credit. I'd love to get extra of it. I mean, Vera Farmiga will have, you know, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, probably four times. So <laughs> That's true. She's never done anything else, is what you're saying. <laughs> No, Vera Farmiga, I think, would have probably… Is it Insidious that she… Or is it the Annabelle… Oh, gosh. The, con- the Conjuring? The Conjuring. Yeah, she'll have a Conjuring yeah. or two up there. It, hey, if you haven't read the interview that she gave, like, f- to promote the most recent The Conjuring, that is worth a read because of how totally 
totally off her rocker, the interviewer makes her seem <laughs> the whole her whole thing of like, do you believe in ghosts? And the interviewer's like, I don't think so. And she's like, you should really decide that because it's not really something to joke about, especially watching these movies. All right, Vera, thank you. <laughs> very good. Very good. Let's do Jeremy. Let's just do yeah. it. Yep. The town, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Have we done Jeremy Renner's four? I have no idea. Feels I feel like maybe maybe we did when we reviewed the town a couple months ago. The town. Lock it in. Lock in the town. Bing, 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 bing. Number three. All right. I'm trying to think of… Uh, I bet there's no Hawkeyes in his top four. Really? I do. I do bet it. Mm. Well, Doge, I'm going to be honest with you. You don't know any other Jeremy's. It's not that I don't know them. It's that I couldn't name one if you were threatening my life. How about American Hustle? Isn't he in that? He is in that. Yeah. I think that could be there. American Hustle. Lock it in. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Lock in American Hustle. Bong bong. All right. That's game. Shrek one. Lock it in. Yep. Yep. Hey. Hey. Wind River. It's not going to be there. It's not going to be there. Lock it in. But it's a fantastic movie. Did you lock it in, Doge? Yeah. Sure. Bing, 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 bing. Number two. Oh, my gosh. Okay. It's a great movie. It deserves to be up there. See? Do you hear Carter? See? Like he gets to sit over there and be like, you guys know stuff. I do get to be over here. Ivory Tower. Good job, man. 30,000 feet. You can see more trees than me. (laughs) 30,000 feet. You can see more trees than me. (laughs) I have no idea. I couldn't tell if that was a pop punk song or a Disney I want song. <laughs> any other I'm looking for any other even one other Jeremy Renner in uh Endgame uh Born I don't remember which Born it was but if that's what was, you want to do I think it was just called no the one just called Born was Matt Damon back again Matt Damon back again <laughs> <laughs> Yeah dude <laughs> Was that Randy Newman a little bit? <laughs> Maybe. It's Matt back again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm comfortable with anything. Ten thousand trees. We already lost. My we're, we're playing for literally yeah. no reason right now, so I'm fine yeah. for do- whatever Doge wants. Avengers Endgame. Lock it in. Lock it in. Bong bong. Sure. Number one, the Hurt Locker. Yeah. Oh boys. Number two, Wind River. Number three, the town. Number four. 2012's Avengers, yeah. The Avengers. Uh, Seven points on that extra credit. To end this episode, let's assume that Kingpin in episode six is going to kill somebody. Done. I assumed it. Easy. I'd love your name. I want you to tell me who. I'm Carter. Clint. <laughs> I'm Doge. Uh, he's going to kill Jack. Oh, but talk about. Almost becoming something. I'm Jordan. He's going to try to kill Pizza Dog. (gasps) But there's no chance. Pizza Dog (laughs) kills him. Wow. And eats him on camera. Nope. You're wrong. (laughs) The LARPers are going to come in and stop it. 
Except gonna, instead of they're going to eat be King the cops King? that they are, they're going to do it they're as the robbers. <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.